everybody. Welcome back to Inspired Action Life Podcast. I'm your host, Karen Baldridge, and I'm just checking back in with you. New year, new me, new you, I hope. And just sort of getting you up to speed on some of the things that have been going on in my journey of a thousand miles. As you know, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step. And then the step you take first may or may not be the direction you even wanted to head in the first place. That's what I could basically say the year of 2022 is sort of looked like. I headed out in one direction and I ended up in almost a completely different direction. Not completely different, but kind of close. So I just thought I would bring you up to speed on not only what is going on with my journey and with my business and with my career and all the changes that I've been trying to institute within my life so that my career could change, and we'll get to that, but then also just offer some words of encouragement if there is anyone else out there looking to make a monster life change and really not knowing what the first step is to take, or even having a hard time diagnosing why you feel the need to shake things up, but you really can't put your finger on it because comfort in your life, and this is a big theme for this year for me, comfort is a drug, okay? So if you have been following at all any of my other previous podcast. I'm kind of an open book to what my journey has been. It's stop, start, stop, start. Kind of a self-biography or whatever, an autobiography about my own journey of when I knew that I wanted to make big changes in my life, not only in my career, but something within me had to change because there was some underlying theme of discontentedness, and I really just couldn't get my arms around it. Because, again, comfort is an absolute drug. Because things are good, right? So, like, they feel good. You're not, like, unhappy, per se, but you're also thinking, okay, I feel like there's so much more that I could and should be doing in life, but yet I don't know what that is, and I don't know how to get there, and worse yet, I don't even know what it is. Am I unhappy in my relationship? Am I unhappy in my career? Am I just unhappy with myself because I'm underachieving, in my opinion? You know, it is my... Conscience getting to me because secretly I know I'm underachieving even though I haven't necessarily said those words out loud or admitted them to anyone else or myself for that matter. Is that what is driving this? So really that full journey of putting pause on freaking everything in your life and really starting to get honest with yourself and scrutinizing all the different parts of your life. And not to mention your mind and how your mind works and your mindset. Because what you think you are is quite different than what you 
actually are. <laughs> so let me revisit that. How do they say it? Okay, I'm kind of backtracking here. Okay, so here's what it is. I love this saying, and it really stopped me dead in my tracks when I had to keep replaying it in my head and re-saying it to myself to get my arms around it because it's very simple yet very profound. And the quote was, you aren't what you think you are, but what you think you are. Say that again. Did you get that? Listen to that one more time. You aren't what you think you are, but what you think you are. Mind-blowing. Is your mind blown yet? So simple, but so much truth. And I just could not have possibly put the whole vortex of what that actually means together because I hadn't done the work, the understanding on mindset and why that is the key to the kingdom is the mindset piece, how you think about things, how you look at life. Because how you think then formulates your beliefs and then your beliefs then turn into action. You will act from that place of what you believe. But I didn't know that at that time. So this has been a journey. That's why I'm calling this a journey. And it has been full of twists and turns. It has not been a straight line at all. It's been a little crazy, but it's been interesting nonetheless. And even in the really bad times, and let me tell you, there has been quite a few of those this year specifically, but I almost feel like they were all part of the process. I now actually know that they have been part of the process for me, not only from the mindset piece, but to get me to that next level or to block me from a path that I thought that I was trying to be on and divert me to a different direction that I may or may not have otherwise gone had this whole catastrophe not, you know, blown up the road that I was traveling on this year. So the whole mindset piece of this is the bottom line is how you believe about yourself and about life and about how others in your world should behave or what you expect of them or what you expect of yourself or what constitutes success for you. And what constitutes failure? That's a big thing you really need to identify. Let me explain that. Things that most people would call a failure, if your mindset has been remodeled, shall we say, you might be able to look at it and call it a success or just another step in the process to the perfect plan. So, oh, there's a million examples I could give you. But the overall story is this, is that I was trying to make changes. I knew that I didn't like, for those of you who are just kind of catching on to the podcast, this is basically geared towards people who want to change something in their life and they don't know what it is or they want something more and they're not fulfilled with their work, even if they're working at a high level and achieving at a high level and getting accolades and all of it, but yet something's missing. It does not fulfill you on like a purpose-filled level or like a soul level. And wondering, is it possible to have a career that also has some heft to it? 
some career that really is full of purpose for you and, and makes you jump out of bed in the morning, not just to have a successful career, or but that it feels it feels momentous to you. It feels so relevant to your life and that you are offering something of yourself to the world. And can you monetize that? Can you get paid for that special sauce that is you and yours alone? Because I can't be the same person that you can be, and you can't be the same person that I am. The things that make you unique won't be the same gift that I bring that makes me unique, but the world is waiting on that uniqueness. And what if, what if, what if you wake up one day and realize you wasted your entire life wondering what if? You know, that's something that I simply just cannot live with. And I have been tossing that around so much it keeps me up at night. But, you know, you're thinking, is my life the exact same now than it, as it was like five or ten years ago? Have I made any changes at all? I mean, you are not guaranteed another year, let alone another five years ago. I'll do that in five years when I wrap up this career. But if you are just trading your time for a paycheck and that just simply isn't good enough for you, and some folks, it is good enough. You know why? Because they're doing something that they were born to do. And I often use the example of, like my husband, he loves what he does. He loves. He has found his lane. And he didn't have to be an entrepreneur to find his lane. He loves what he does. He loves the challenge that his job provides him. And it fills him up, okay? So he feels like he is filling a purpose that he was put on this earth for. And he has a lot of, of gifts in this area. And so things have just always come together and flowed so perfectly for him because I have to believe because he has always been working in his space of his purpose, whether he knew it or not, right? You know, like whether this was something that he just stumbled into, and a lot of us do. And I'd like to say that he's one of them. And I'm not going to say that I haven't worked in a space that was my purpose. And I've said this for anyone who has ever listened to my podcast, is that I really felt like that when I was a stay-home mom. I kept trying to jump back into the corporate world so that I could, you know, keep my skills sharp. And I just had some unbeatable opportunities that I just, I, I couldn't turn down. I had to jump in and just try my hand at, oh, this is such an exciting opportunity. I really want to try this. And then I would get into it. And a lot of the things I would find success in, I was, I was successful in them, but my heart was just numb. Like, my head and my heart were often somewhere else. I would get that little thrill of a big project and then, like, launching the project and it, you know, having a decent amount of success, and I would feel really good about that. But my heart was always back at home going, what am I missing? What is my two-year-old doing today, like, next steps or big milestones that I am now missing because I am at the office? And that used to just shred me. That would shred my whole mindset, my soul. I just, I don't know. I just really felt called to be back at home, and so that's what I wanted to do, and so that's what I did choose. I would, most of the time, while they were in grade school, middle school, and some of their high school, 
I did stay home, but I would take these little stints in the work world. So I felt really energized and focused and purposeful when I was at home with them and really connecting with them and doing activities with them. I loved it beyond loved. I never felt bothered. I never felt exhausted. I never felt bored. None of it. I loved it. I loved every minute of that. And so that's what it felt like to be living in your purpose. But then, now that they have moved on and my job has ended in that regard, now I was back to floundering. Finding what is my purpose? I can go trade my time for a paycheck. I guess that's okay. But after I've had a job where I adored my work, it was a little hard to just go back to something where I trade my talents and my time for some money. It becomes like a drug, a drug of comfort just to keep you there. And the next thing you know, you've lost 10 more years of your life because you're drugged with that paycheck. It's like the golden handcuffs, as they call them. You heard that phrase before, I'm sure. And so now if I could fast forward that to where I'm at now. So I've been on this big journey, right? The journey of a thousand miles, trying to find that next place where I feel like so in my purpose and that I am serving the world in some way in only a way that I can because all of us have that little part of us that nobody on the planet has but us. Our way of doing some things or a service that maybe we can only offer in just the very unique way that we can offer it. And everybody has it. Everyone is born with some sort of a gift. I don't care who you are. And I don't care if you believe it or not. You're wrong if you don't believe it. Because you have it. There is something about you that is unique and special. And you may already be able to live within that at the job you are. And if you are, then hallelujah, you are one of the lucky ones. And I'm happy and so excited for you because it feels good, doesn't it? I mean, it feels good to just be in ancient Ayurveda culture, which is like a mind, body, wellness, whole mindset. They would call that living in Kriya, like in the flow of your life. So you're living in, in your Kriya. And I am trying to get back to that space. And I've had a couple little things that I have been doing that made me feel like, okay, I'm getting closer because I'm doing things that I'm just sort of following the breadcrumbs, breadcrumbs, I should say, the spiritual breadcrumbs or whatever you want to call the things that the universe are dropping in my path and opening up doors that are presented to me and you probably, in one of my podcasts from last year, I love, 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 been doing the corporate coaching, love the company I'm doing it with, love the people that I do it for, love the program, the leadership program, loved it. Very impactful, if you ask me. And the odd, interesting part about this, I need to tell you this, always pay attention to those breadcrumbs, the success leaves clues, okay? Because at the very beginning of my journey of a 1,000 miles, I was at a conference where I saw this man speak. Ironically, I was at a conference in another state, another city with my husband. It wasn't even my conference with the company that he works for, like a sales conference. And this was one of the keynote speakers, and I was listening to this man speak about a book that he had co-written. And I was like, what? Riveted to my chair. This is the first introduction to mindset that I had ever heard. And it was a book about leadership, of course, but it was really like singling in on the accountability piece from each individual. So that, that mindset for leadership, 
And little did I know, again, I had never heard of this type of talk before. I've always been spiritual, and I always know that as far as, you know, praying and understanding that the renewing of your mind and all of that, but this took on another life form that I had never heard before. So I was listening to his retelling of his book and his whole keynote address, and I was riveted. And I got that book. He was passing out his book. He was promoting this book. I read this book cover to cover probably by the end of that week of that conference. And I had it all dog-eared, had my little highlighter out, and was really just drawn to it like a moth to the flame. Never heard of this type of talk before. Never heard of this whole mindset piece. Now, fast forward to now it's been two years ago. Guess what program it is that I have been coaching? Yep. It's his program. I was sitting in the audience watching him and riveted by his message. And don't you know that the very program that I am coaching at this corporate wellness company is his. Is that crazy? I mean, it still blows my mind even retelling the story. It blows my mind. And I've been doing this and loving every second of it. I love the group dynamics. I love the group coaching. It's so exciting seeing like that light bulb come in. You know why? Because there's a lot of people that are sitting in these groups that were just like me who had really never put the brakes on their life and taken the time to consider that there is yet another way to do life and that happiness and opportunities are not actually in the hands of everyone else and we have to wait for them to do something for us. Happiness is not outside of ourselves. It actually begins with us. Like it comes from within. It's we have to do the self-coaching and get ourselves prepared for those opportunities when those opportunities come. And we have to remove the mental barriers to ourselves and those opportunities. We limit ourselves far more than the world or any one person has ever limited us. Boom. Did I know that? Oh, my goodness, no. I did not know that. I did not realize that. It's so easy to blame so-and-so. Oh, she's a terrible boss. Oh, she can't manage people. Oh, she did not do this. She is not listening. She just takes credit for whatever it is, you know, whatever crazy excuse you want to throw out there and you want to blame them. And now that's why I didn't succeed. Or that's why I had to quit because it was all her fault. Because when you begin to think like that, then you have this self-talk that says life is so random. Nothing that I ever do will lead to my success or failure because it's always someone else's job to have me succeed or to have me fail. You see what I mean? So it's so interesting (laughs) to actually think in a different way than, I guess the interesting part is I had no idea that that's how I was perceiving life. I was never like one of those negative Nellies and like the blame gamer. That was really never my personality. If anything, I would blame myself. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I just wasn't good enough. I would take all the bullets or I would take the hits and go, nope, not good enough. So therefore, I quit. I don't even try anymore. So that was the easy exit plan for me is, oh, now I'm terrible. I don't want to embarrass myself anymore. 
so I suck, so I'm just going to leave and quit and try something else. I just wasn't good at this, you know. So that was my strategy, but a lot of other people may take the route that they're, you know, bitter and they're pointing the finger, well, it's because of you that I don't succeed, and so you owe me something because I didn't succeed. No, it has nothing to do with you. No, no, no. It's definitely that other person's fault that you didn't succeed, really. And when I look back at through that lens, just how insanely silly and ridiculous it is and that I was thinking like that, too, um, it just, I want to, like, kick my own butt for that. Like, how stupid was I, you know? And so, therefore, it is hard for me to also think through the lens of how somebody else <laughs> is, you know, making excuses for their life and their failures and blaming it on someone else. Those are exactly the people I want to talk to. Why? Because I was them. I get you. I get everything about you. I get it because I am you, and you hold all the cards, and little do you know, you actually are in the power spot once you decide to take a little ownership and accountability over that. So how has that become a drug for me? Well, let me explain, right? Because before I said, oh, comfort is a drug. Well, it became too easy to just do that job because I'm a contractor, so I contracted with the company to do this uh, leadership coaching program and to use this program, which I love, 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 and I would love to do more of that program. But right now, sorry about that, it is the only one that I'm doing this coaching program for. Well, simultaneously, I've been trying to build out this other desire program whatever you want to call it, it's a women's events company um, to do like women's events, like lifestyle events. Let's bring out fun things to like spark that interest in life, get people excited about their lives again because they might feel lost again. And basically targeting the people that were me five years ago. You know what I mean? Because I know there's a lot of you out there that were the version of me five years ago who has all of these aspirations and maybe more career aspirations but does not know how to get started in changing the ship around because, we're, you know, it's hard to teach old dogs new tricks. And my kids were now growing up, um, facing down empty nesting, so there was just a, a real pivotal time. So I felt like I really needed to do something with this big space of time to prepare for that new transition of my life, empty nesting, and to try my hand at a business, like an actual business, not just me doing contract work, because I was somewhat used to that, because that's how I was jumping in and out of corporate work, doing copywriting and public relations. And I loved all the opportunities that I had there. Don't get me wrong. Love them. I had some of the coolest opportunities, such cool jobs that I had. And I love them, and I would have loved to be able to say that I can stay and do it, but I just couldn't. But that's a story for another time. I've just been pretty lucky in that, I guess, because I've been open and excited about it without really knowing. I hadn't fixed some of the dark sides of my mindset yet because I didn't know that was a thing. But anywho, that's a story for another podcast. Anyway, I was trying to get ready for this oncoming new life transition that I had sort of been dreading for a lot of years because, remember, my first and foremost job has always been mom, and I'm super passionate about being just mom and totally okay with just being mom, and I put that in air quotes, just being mom. I mean, obviously, 
you know that's a hugely important job to me, and I was okay putting career aspirations on ice for a little bit for that because I was just loving that job. I loved it. I was just born for it, you know. So I really wanted to talk to, put together a group where I'm talking to women who are just like me, who are, are facing down those transitions, or maybe there's another transition going on in their life. I've had lots of friends who have just been dealing with broken marriages. All of a sudden, they're, you know, getting in this place in life where they're, you know, feeling estranged from their spouses, and they're making hard decisions to go separate ways in their marriage. Lots of hard decisions are being made, you know, when you start to get in this space in your life. So I really wanted to put together a fun, easy, bright spot kind of group for moms and things like that, Uh, and other women just facing down transitions in their life or career changes, again, because I see you, I get you, I am you. So, you know, been at that for a little while. I thought it would be fun to try and put together a couple groups. So long story short, some of you who listen to this may know and may have attended some of my events. I called them more like beta launches because really I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I just was putting together my version of a fun party, you know, and bringing in other small business owners or entrepreneurs who uh, were doing cool things in like the health and wellness space or maybe in the healing arts space. I'm really interested in that because that's really, sometimes we just need some time for nurturing and self-care and I've just opened up my horizons to a whole new world when it comes to that. And again, that could be a podcast on its own with healing modalities and things like that. So I put together that. I had my first couple events and then life and probably God and the universe decided to take me on a completely different path and just dropped a boulder in the middle of my world and everything, all production came to a complete halt. So all the momentum that I was trying to get together and put towards this endeavor just got stopped dead in its tracks. And so, unfortunately, I brought a few more events around, like when you came in the fall, and they were some smaller events. One of them I even had to cancel because one of my people got sick, one of the healers that was supposed to be helping me with that event. She got sick with COVID and So just all kinds of different crazy things came to stop my progress. So I've been evaluating that. So, of course, that took the wind out of my sails because I'm kind of tired and mentally exhausted from the other problem that I've had to deal with since June and still dealing with that I haven't been – I haven't done a good job of balancing that. So, anyway, I'm looking to pivot in – in somewhat of that same direction but maybe broadening the scope a little bit and kind of jumping back into the corporate leadership game. But here's the thing of why my leadership gig was a drug. Because what it did is it stopped me from starting this women's group a year prior than is when I was trying to start it. And I just couldn't do it because I was so focused on just kind of doing the best job I could with this leadership, corporate leadership gig or with the wellness company. And again, I loved it so much. I really did. But I kept thinking, I've got to be able to do more than this. This is great, and I'm so grateful for the opportunity, and I loved it. But I just knew that I had to take this to a bigger level or another level, you know what I mean? And it was just way too easy to go, but I've got this nice, comfortable job right now, and I love all the people that I work with, and I still love all of them, you know, and I still 
loved the opportunity, but I just knew in my conscience that I should be doing more, and I wasn't. So God just said, okay, I know you're feeling that, so I'm just going to blow up the entire bridge so you can't get over to the promised land, because I just took the bridge out, and that's essentially what he did. He took that bridge out, and then ironically, that corporate coaching gig, that particular one, also started to slow down because they were sort of not putting as much attention on their leadership thing and putting more attention on maybe some of their other product lines. And so I guess that was my time to reevaluate, you know. And so I saw how quickly I adapted and just threw all of my rest of my hopes and dreams away of having my own sort of business um, once I got this, you know, job that was a, a more of a steady gig, you could say. So I see how quickly that I can become complacent again, I guess, is something I've learned about myself. So beware of the drug of comfort, because when comfort's thrown at you, you can get really kind of hazy and just frozen in place, you know, and that's what I did. But now I recognize that about myself, and so I'm sort of glad that all of these events, as maddening as they have been, and as much of my soul as they have taken away this year, so I can't even, oh my gosh, I can't even begin to explain what this year has Oh, God. Anyway, um, (laughs) it was obviously there for a reason, so I can't bemoan it because I found out a lot of key things about myself. And by the way, another astoundingly amazing opportunity came even amidst all of this trauma. I had another dream gig that came to life and was able to do something with that as well and have a really great speaking, actually a couple of them speaking gigs that I really loved, kind of talking about the mindset for leadership, which is my passion. That is clearly my passion. And not necessarily all leaders. And when I say leadership, I might mean self-leadership as well. People like me who are ready to make changes but didn't even know this is something that they could do with a little more ease than they thought they could. We overcomplicate things. We like to overcomplicate things. Why? Because then it keeps us in place and safe. We like to stay safe. Safe, 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 safe. And we don't want to take risks because then we're guaranteed not to fail, but we're also guaranteed to fail anyway because we've done nothing more than just what's right in front of us, right? So for me, that's a guaranteed fail for me. But there was a time I probably didn't look at it that way. So there's some people who are doers and producers and they are looking for something new, but you are the people I am looking to talk to. So I've got a couple other things that I am widening my scope for events, and y'all might be hearing from me on this, but I'm always looking to move forward. I think life is exciting. I think it's full of opportunities. Always sprinkled in with a little magic. I am never bored. I am always awake. I just get bogged down sometimes and sad, my lack of progress, but I am never not filled with the possibilities of life. I'm so glad, like, these scales have fallen off my eyes, and I look at life with wonder like I do now, through that lens of anything's possible type of wonder. So it's the best. I mean, it's so much fun, and there is so much to learn and so many great mindset tricks that you have no idea could literally change the game for you by next week. I'm not kidding. I wouldn't say it like that if I didn't mean it. I try to be as authentic as possible. And as keeping it real, I don't like BS. I don't like people to waste my time. I don't like fluff and stuff. 
I like to keep it 100% real. So I've got a few ideas. So stay tuned for any of you who are feeling this message, if you are feeling like this is you. And I've got a few things that I would love to be able to pave the path for you and make it super easy so you don't waste as much time as I have wasted, because I've wasted a ton of time. But I'd like to give you the short crash course that took me like five or six years to put together, and maybe it'll take you like five months. So that's my goal. All right. Take care, everybody. Stay tuned. I'll tell you the rest of the story. I'll tell you the good, the bad, and the ugly, and... We'll see where this goes. Life is always exciting. Have a good one.